Welcome to the Transformation Station, where your journey to a better life begins. Your hosts, Alex Sapala and Steve Kane, share quality, world-class material that fuels personal growth and transformation. Poignant, practical, and replicable, they will inspire you on your journey to living the life of your dreams. Let's drop into their conversation now. G'day, Steve. G'day, Alex. Good to see you, buddy. Mate, awesome to be with you again on the Transformation Station. Giddy up, mate. Get on board. You know what? One of the most difficult questions that I had ever had to answer a few years ago was was asked in such an innocent way that it actually stumped me. I had made a new acquaintance and we were getting to know each other. You know that stage when you sort of, you just, hey, so what do you do? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. All that sort of stuff. And, you know, we're exchanging information and... You know those meetings where you're just sizing each other each other up to uh-huh. see if you want to spend time with them or not, or you know whether you've got things that actually you've got interests that mesh or values are the same, or whether it, you know, and then you're deciding whether it's a business relationship or personal or both. And he's asked me this question is just it just completely struck. It's it's stunning, mate. You're really intriguing me now. You put this teaser out there, so. What, what was this question that had you stumped? Obviously, it was out of left field because you were not ready for this. Oh, yeah, and when I think about it, now, yeah, I wasn't ready at all. He said, so Alex, who are you? And my first response was I proceeded to tell him, you know, I'm a business owner, I'm a coach, I'm a leadership coach. I started talking about business, how long I've been doing it. And he just interrupted me mid-sentence. And he says, look, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Alex, but I actually didn't ask you what you do. I asked you, who are you? Boom. Just smashed me. Mate. The mic dropped. You know, that that moment. And I I thought about it for a minute. I, I, and I'm thinking, I go, well, yeah, I am. That's that's who I am. I'm a coach. I'm, uh, I, and, and I went down this similar pathway again of responding, you know, and because uh, that's all I had was that same level of response. I am. This is, this is who I am. Right. And he just interrupted me again. He says, you know, I'm sorry again for interrupting you. And all that sounds really interesting, but I didn't ask you what you do. Mm. And everything that you just shared me, with me was a job description. What I actually asked was, who are you? You know, it was... I so this th- is an identity. This was a whole thing of who are you? Who is Alex at right. the core? Who is the person that does these things? Who is Alex that is the coach, that is the business owner, that is, who? who is that that does all the things? And he said to me, who is this person that does all these things that you've just told me, but who's the person? Because you've given me the job description of what you do. You told me your business, you told me about this, yet, but but who are you? I and said, I know you. And isn't it so much easier to tell somebody about what you do rather than who you are? Because yeah. we spend more time doing rather than thinking about who we are. We don't get in touch with who we are. We don't right. really have that real knowledge because no one's ever actually asked what's that quote to share that from, with yeah, you. What, what's that quote from Aristotle? Aristotle. He said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. That's a pretty interesting quote, that one. Uh, to truly know yourself is the most important skill you can ever possess because if you don't, you're going to be fairly lost. Uh, you know, when you know who you are, you know what you need to do instead of looking for permission from others to do what you already know that you should do. Exactly. And when you do know who you are, it's really start, it bypasses a heap of frustration that's caused by putting time into the wrong things. And you know what? 
life is supposed to be full of trials and errors. There's no two ways about that. We learn from our trials, we learn from our errors, and we when we 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 have time celebrating those. But this lets you find the best areas for you to experiment with in the first place. Once you know yourself, you'll become more confident, you'll understand your purpose, and you'll begin making a bigger impact on the world. I really resonate with that because I know that we run workshops, right, to help people with identity and purpose in their life. But um, are there any tips that you can share that will help us to get to know who we are and what we ought to do in life? Because sometimes those questions, they're not just something that you can just cover in a few minutes, are they? I I guess it takes a fair bit of reflection. Give us some tips, mate, on how you discover your identity and and what you ought Hmm. to do in your life. Yeah, happy to, mate. You know, there's a couple of things that we can do in our own time to be still and be quiet. Because you can't get to know yourself unless you take time to be still and be quiet. Many people don't know themselves because any sort of silence actually scares them. Can I just say, I've had that experience Mm. where I was so busy doing and and running around like a mad thing that when I did get a quiet time, I I didn't know what to do with it. It it. almost scared me. Yep, yep. uh, having that silence. So yeah, this is a real thing. I can resonate with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's too uncomfortable to be alone sometimes because we're seeing all of our flaws staring back at us. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not until we get alone and we evaluate ourselves and are completely truthful with ourselves that we'll actually be able to see every facet of our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Be quiet and discover your true self. Just take time to chill. And just discover those things. And everyone has a quiet place. For me, it's the early mornings whilst everyone is still in bed. What about you, mate? Where's your quiet place? Yeah, look, in my office, yep. mornings. The other thing would be is when I'm going for walks along the beach or we're fortunate where we live here on the Gold Coast, some great world-class beaches. And, we have. And some beautiful places. I find walking along, looking out across the ocean, yep. it gets me thinking about the horizon mm. and the big important things in life as well. So that, that'd be a place that's another place that I love to just think. And Yeah, great. The other thing is we've got to look at is we've got to realise who we truly are, not who we want to be. Most people have this idea or a picture of who they desperately want to be, but not. But it might not be who you were designed to be. This is why knowing who you really are is so important. When you know who you are, you'll finally see where you and your specific gifts fit into the bigger picture of the world. Mm. Because we've all got different gifts and talents. We've been all given different gifts and talents. And it's about engaging all of those in the right place with the right people, with the right team that really brings about an impactful result. So So, how would, yeah, have you got some pointers as to where you find out how to help you find out some of those strength areas for you? Absolutely. One of, one of the key things that I've banged on about for a number of years is is an, a, an online thing called Strength Finders. Um, it was great. I did mine about probably eight or nine years ago. And if you haven't done one for five or more years, I think I've got a time for, for a new one for me to do it again. But you go and do a Strength Finders test and it's now Strength Finders 2. And it's fabulous um, because it really highlights the areas through asking a bunch of questions it really narrows down your strengths. And then when you're working in your strengths, you feel that you're not working at all because they are strengths of yours. Right. Um, That reminds me of a quote from the Chalmers brothers, observing yourself is the necessary starting point for any real change. So by observing yourself or going through a strengths finders test, this can help you kind of 
realize what your strengths are. Um, what else can we use to kind of help us in this so once we know, process? Once we know what our strengths are, we can then find out what we're good at and also what we're not good at. Right. Because we could be spinning our wheels in a number of different tasks and things like that, and it, we're just going nowhere. But we're putting all of our energy into things that are not our gifting. So this might be the most difficult step of all in the process of finding who you are, but it's, it is a necessary one. It takes trial, it takes error to find what you're actually good at. And no, I don't want you to give up before you've had, had more than enough attempts. But knowing when to quit is a gift that everyone needs to learn. There's some stuff you just got to let go of. Quit when you put in ample time and your efforts aren't giving back in return. I think that, that's a huge thing. Yeah, because um, I was brought up to say, you know, you heard those statements, never quit, you know. Exactly. Winners never quit. Winners never know? quit and quitters never win. Yeah. And, right? and so you, you think that, well, I just got to keep going. And I have seen examples of people who are not good at something. They've try and try and try and try and try and they're never quitting. You, you take your and hat off still, to them. They're still not good at it. But the struggle that they go through, and it's not good for their mental health in the end. Correct. Because so, they put well, so much effort into something they weren't gifted or strong in to try and lift. We have a, you know, um, John sort of alludes to a fact that work on your strengths, not on your weaknesses. Identify mm -hmm. your weaknesses and build your team around them. There's no point me being, uh, if I'm strong at all things, There's no, I don't need a team. I'm, and there's no one there that is strong at all things, right? So, so if I'm, for instance, if if I am great at marketing, mm. and uh, which I'm not, but if I was great at marketing, um, but you've got me in in another role in administration, well, you're not you're not using my gifts and you're not using my strength, right? So therefore, put me where I'm strong. Put me where I am, uh, uh, where I'm good. You got me as a leader. I'm, I'm strong in leadership, but yet you use me in a place when there's no people. Right. So you know you've got to apply yourself to the areas of your strength, and you find things are really happening. So if you're if you're working hard at something cons consistently and you're trying to improve, there's a measure that that we use in in the coaching realm. You can generally only improve a strength or a weakness by a grading of two. So so what so that means if you're a ten, if ten. you're if you're a 6 out of 10 right in a particular skill you can with hard work and dedication get to about an 8 perhaps a 9. Yeah. Now anything that 8 and above is a is a you know is a master. Right. You're very very good at it and people will pay big dollars for it. But if you're a 3 and you want to become an 8 it's not probably possible. Right? So what we say is work on the things Work on your sixes and sevens and eights to improve and, and recruit for your threes, fours, and fives. Yeah, so that, that, backs up Elevating. That, that backs up the theory that people have recognized in today's um, leadership cutting-edge material. You have to work on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Great right. to identify the weakness so that you can then fill that team with other people that are strong where you're weak. So as a team, mm. you are moving as one. Right. Not, not as one person trying to move as a team. So so we need to be we need to find out what we are good at. We need to find out what we're bad about what, what we're not so good at, right? So your strengths will show you who you are. Then we need to find out what we're passionate about. Following passion of any kind is a good thing. And you need to pay close attention when it comes because it indicates an area of life that you need to pay more attention to. If we're talking about following your passion in work, that's a good thing. And if we're talking about having more passion for life, that's a good thing. 
Focus more on passion and what you're passionate about. Understand yourself in better ways and you'll make a bigger impact. I guess what I'm trying to say there in, 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 in a nutshell is unless you're passionate about something, don't do it. Yeah. If you're not passionate about, you know, if you and I weren't passionate about people, if we're not passionate about seeing people grow and transform and to and to be the best that they possibly can be, then we wouldn't have become coaches. We wouldn't be doing we wouldn't be doing these things. But this is our passion and these are things that we would do. And I always say, here's a passion test for you. Would you do it if you weren't being paid for it? Is it something that you love so because, much that you That's right. You know, passion for me, passion fuels motivation. Right. And then motivation fuels actions and then actions produce results. That's it. And so if you don't have passion for me, then it, it's very hard to get motivation. And without any motivation, there's no action. And no action, there's no results. And it's just a downward spiral. So passion is really at the heart of moving somewhere and growing and developing and transforming Absolutely. an area of your life. And motivation, when you look at motivation, what is it? Motive to act. Yes. Two words brought together, motivation. We need to we, we need to um, get that and understand what we're passionate about. Then we need to ask others for feedback. If you don't know yourself, hearing what others say about you is a really helpful practice. And this this isn't about going and feeding your ego. This is, this is about getting some solid feedback from people that you can trust and be careful who you ask because you want their motive to be about you, not about them. Can I tell you one person I find in my life who's going to be brutally honest with me? Your wife. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no, Mine too. She knows, she knows no me better there, than anyone else Absolutely. and she, she yep. can tell me and even if I don't like to hear it, yep. often I know that there's truth in what she's saying. There you go. So, she, well, all the time there's truth, actually. Well, there's always truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just I don't, I'm not ready to hear the truth sometimes. There's an extra, there's an extra bonus point there for you, mate. <laughs> the reality is, we, we don't have to ask, hey, you know, what do you think of me? How good am I? You know, there's really two questions we're asking for. What weaknesses do you think I need to work on? And that's a really important one. And their opinion isn't going to be perfect, but their feedback will probably indicate a few areas that you should at least take a second look at. This step is especially important for those who are stuck in finding themselves. We need to understand what our strengths are, what do I need to develop in, and what are the weaknesses that I need to work on so that we can then start working our way towards developing, identifying the weakness and developing the strengths. We need that outside perspective on ourselves. So that's great asking other people to help us when we're thinking about our identity to get a full picture of where where we are because we often can't see ourselves because it's hard to see yourself when you're in the frame, when you're in the picture yourself. That's right. So getting another person's view is extremely valuable here. And from what you're saying is that we need to also select very carefully who we choose to give that feedback and be open to hearing what they have to say. So selecting people who you know that have your best interests at heart and yep. who also know you well yep. is a good idea. No, don't just get anybody just to give you this, this feedback. Exactly. The other thing is that we need to look at is then assessing your relationships. So we need, to, we need to understand that a large aspect of knowing yourself can be found in your relationships. When we realize that we'll never truly know anyone else until we discover ourselves, the importance of knowing ourselves becomes even more apparent. This truth especially rings true for business leaders. Because if you don't know the people on your team, then you'll be lost as a leader. But this rule also applies to any relationship in life. 
almost as much as you need to know yourself, other people also need to know who you are. People need to know you, the real you. It's easy, isn't it, to give people a version of ourselves? And we do. We all do. I, I know yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to be authentic, but also, too, you have to guard uh, a little bit yourself. You sure. can't just throw pearls to swine, so to yep. speak. So yep. you, you need to kind of be wise about how much of yourself that you truly um, open up. Like it's very different, say, for example, with your wife versus, say, a colleague at work right? in terms of how much you'd be prepared to open up and be at the vulnerability level, I guess. That's a really good comment. But you know what? Here's, here's my thoughts around that. I guess the reflection around this is more around do they know who you really are? Are you a person of integrity? Are you an honest person? Are you a person as a leader? Are you a person that is focused on the people that you lead more than focused on you? Are you a person that's looking at growing and wanting to do all things and good things? And, you know, what is the character that makes you? Now, we don't have to go and expose all our airs and graces and all our dirty laundry to them, but they need to know that there's the, I ascribe to this model of what you see in the office, you see at my house. I don't change. I used to. Now I don't. Now what you see here is what my wife gets in the sense of, you know, this is my true self. You should apply those values. So what you're saying, applying those values across the board. You right. don't want to be two-faced. That's, but, that's but, not being genuine. That's it? right. And, and the point is that I don't have to switch in and out of identities. This yes. is who I am. Yes. Now, which means that by doing that, that tells me that you're firm in your identity. Absolutely. Because if you are switching and, and switching that up, that would tell me that you've got an identity issue. Exactly. And we and we all do it. I went through life doing that as well, and as I know a lot of people do. They'll have one persona at work, one persona with their fr- family, one persona with their friends. If the boys get together, they've got another persona. They're all different people. I guess this is why you're raising it with me because I know it. This that. This identity thing is such a big issue for a lot of people. Well, it is. And there's a lot of people out there, I know, and, and you know, um, in, in many different areas that are going under, uh, that, that are confronted with different violent things like domestic violence and things like that. Identity is at the not not the whole issue, but it is a big part of the issue, the lack of identity, both in the victim as well as the perpetrator, Yeah. as to as to those sorts of things happening. And so if people can get in touch with what their identity really is, this could go towards solving some of the conflict. Because again, we're going back to, we're, we're dealing with conflict resolution. What are we motivated by? Who am I? Who, who are you? Mm. And, and we're, we're then, once we understand who the other person is, but we can only do that when we understand who we are. Mm. You know, we, we get to we get to deal with all the stuff that's happening there. So we need to take care of and use all of our reflections to fight off all of our fears. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, reality is when you understand who you are and who you're meant to be, your purpose will finally become bigger than any fear that you have. When you realize who you are, you will spend less time spinning your wheels. You'll focus on the strength that gives the needed traction to begin making a bigger and better impact in the world. And, you know, the reality is no one else can be you. Yes. Everyone has a unique identity. No one else can be you. Just be you. Be your best version. And you know what? If the, if someone else doesn't like it, that's not your problem. That's them. But don't bend your identity to fall into someone else. It's like people, once you know who you are, people of like are attracted to you. Mm. People who also have a strong in their identity and understand who they are, 
what they do and who they are and what value they bring, they, they just come together and you just form this great new circle of friends and family that are strong in who they are. And that's it's such a wonderful thing. So the good news here is that we can actually grow in our understanding of our identity through some of those things that you mentioned, being still, realizing who you truly are, not who you want to be. Uh, you, you talked about find out what you're good at and, and not good at. You mentioned finding out about your passions mm. and what you're passionate about and asking people around you for feedback. And you mentioned about assess your relationships yep. and how, how, that, how that takes place. I, I once knew a, a young man who really struggled to have his own identity. And it was one of the saddest things in the world, Alex. This poor guy, he was the most beautiful person but whenever I saw him, he was really lost. And if he would, he would switch identities depending on whoever he was with. And you were going, would the real you please stand up? Yeah, right. But Alex, you haven't mentioned or answered that question that that guy gave you that you, you opened our conversation with. So who is Alex Apala? I'm a son. I'm a husband to a wonderful woman who loves me. I'm a father of six awesome children whom I love and I know love me too. I'm a brother, I'm a good friend to many. And the cherry on top of all that, which I like the best, that I'm a child of God who loves me and which was probably one of the most empowering identifiers for me. And like you, God loves all of us. And, and it's one of those identities when I was able to identify back to that, that really then set up how everything else opened up. I then had to move away from being a people pleaser and trying to swing in the wind for everybody um, to saying, no, hang on a sec, this is my true identity. This is where I truly sit in the world. Oh, absolutely. Knowing your value in God and mm. who you are in God's eyes and having that identity, which is something that uh, is beautiful and wonderfully made yeah. and has a purpose, that really helps seat you firmly in a wonderful place Yeah, absolutely. in terms of facing life um, through that. So go and take some action. Right. Find your true self start today that's reality find your true self take some time listen just quiet down slow down listen listen for your passion listen for the things that are really stirring up inside of you find out who you really are go through these five or six tips that we mentioned and just get out there and make it happen so that once we get people on board that are really identifying and able to identify truly in who they are, their world just changes completely for the better, not for the worse. So change is imminent. Growth is optional. I love it. If you've been struggling with your identity, take on board some of the suggestions that Alex has given us today. It will totally transform you and will enable you to be bigger on the inside so you can do greater things on the outside. Thanks for joining us at Transformation Station today. If you've got a topic you'd like us to cover or you want to make some comments, go to transformationstation.com.au and you'll see a contact section there. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear okay, from you. Okay, this is the Indeed. outro. Good to see you, mate. Thanks, Station. Steve. See you next time. See you. Thanks for listening to the Transformation Station podcast. If you found our content valuable, you can subscribe and give us a five-star review so others can benefit from the content too. All our episodes and other valuable transformation information can be found at our website, transformationstation.com.au.